Hi, everybody. This is Rabbi Yitzhak Yanak, and I'm here with my fantastic co-host. Rabbi Scott Hoberman. Oh, it's good to have you, Rabbi Scott. Okay, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayechi. Vayechi is the final Parsha in Sefer Bereshis. And I think it details the very end of Yaakov's life and the interactions that he has with his children as he sets them up for what he actually realizes is going to be a gullus, a long exile in Egypt, right? We turn the page into Sefer Shemos, and the Jews are going to be enslaved very quickly. So uh, in our Parsha, we're just on the cusp. Is there is there a passage that you wanted to focus on, something that struck you that we can discuss yes. this week? So we know Yaakov gathers the sons together, and he gives each of them something. We'll talk about what he gives them, some sort of a bracha. With the fourth Leah starts out, Yaakov calls his children, he gathers them together, he tells Reuven something, Shimon, he goes through each one, giving them what seems like a bracha, and the Torah tells us at the end, in Perk Mem Tes, Pasuk Chav Ches, in the beginning of Shishi, um, This is what their father spoke to them and, and gave them a bracha, he blessed them, each one got the blessing that was fitting and appropriate for him. And Rashi already points out this question here. That this is what Yaakov said to them, and he blessed them. They're not. If you read through the the brachas, especially if you read it in English and you understand what it means, they're not all brachas. Some of them, in Rashi's words, he, he cursed them. He said. To Ruvain, Ruvain Kochi Ibereshi Sodi Yeser Seis Yeser Az Pachas Kamaim Alto Sar Water like impetuosity and impetuosity. Yeah, it's a common word. I hear they use that word all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Ki Alisa Mishkebe Avicha because you mounted your father's bed because of the sin that Yaakov that Ruvain did with with Bila. It's certainly not. It doesn't seem like a bracha. It sounds like Ruvain acted out of line, and that's pretty much it. And then he goes on to Shimon and Levi. Their weaponry is a stolen craft. Referencing Shimon and Levi that they killed the entire city of Shem. Yeah. So that's probably not what they wanted to think about at this point. Yeah. So most of the brachas are positive, but the the first ones, especially. I mean, look at Zion. Cursed is their anger that's so yeah, strong. What a beautiful bracha. Like, right. This is like you, Friday night. Friday night, you right? Blessing oh. the children. I, it's nice that we picked a Friday and Menashe. We didn't pick Shimon and Levi <laughs> because it would have been hard to say that these are brachas. But yet the Torah, when it's referring back to these psukim, says, Each one got the bracha that was fitting for him. So it's strange, right? Rashi, that's what Rashi's question is. So... I'm bringing up the Rashi mainly to point out the question. We'll suggest a different answer. But Rashi's answer seems to be saying is that there, he said, you might have thought that there was no bracha for Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Talmud Nomer, Vayvarech, the Torah tells you, Vayvarech, he blessed them, Kulam and they all got a bracha. So even Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi also got some bracha on the side, just not recorded. Yeah, so the the Chumash records the part that's more exciting for us. Mm. But there was another sentence or two, maybe more, that Yaakov said to Ruvain something that was more positive and something that was a bracha. So, Rashi's saying, those psukim that we read, yeah, that's not a bracha. It's not a bracha. There are some other words that were a bracha, not recorded in the text. But I wanted to point to, the other before some give different explanations, I want to point to an Orachayim here, who offers an answer to this question. (laughs) 
And this is not uncommon that you'll have one Rishon asking a question and later Mepharshim Rishonim and Achronim, like the Rachaims and Achron, will uh, will offer answers to that question. So right. Like Rashi's the one he's playing, he puts the question on the table and anybody can answer it. Right. Let's exactly. see what Rachaim offers. Yeah, sometimes you find remember with Rashi, everybody had exposure to Rashi, they were dealing with the same questions either, but even even when it's not Rashi, you sometimes you find people who certainly never met each other didn't even live in the same time or place dealing with the same issues, thinking similar ways. Mm-hmm. But this one is an obvious question posed by Rashi and many others. So it says the Orachayim, the Hagam Shira'inu Shalom Birach Ruven Velo Shimon Velo Levi. Even though that we see that there was no bracha for Ruven, Shimon, and Levi, Yagi Hakasim, the Torah is telling us, Ki Dibura Hakashalahem, He Birchasam. Yaakov's harsh words actually were the bracha. And this is what the Pasuk means when it says Asher Diber, that he spoke to them. Because Diber in the Midrashim always means harshly. Ah, okay. I thought it was the part that it was past tense, like it was referring to something that was earlier in the Chumash, that it was like pointing to something. Uh, I think it's referring to the Medrash says, like, K'chui machem divarim, and Rashi comments on that Pasuk, which is much later, that you should take divarim musr, which is harsh language. Diber is a, a harsher language than uh, Amira. Okay. So, so Orachim has a little longer essay on this, but I thought this is Drusha-worthy. The idea that something that on the surface looks negative, like a curse, can actually be a bracha. Right. So, and, so meaning that yes, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi were cursed, and yes, that is their bracha. Right. Like, what exactly does that mean? So what, what does that mean to you? I asked you first. Well, you see, in the Orachim himself, he uh, explains how the Klal is actually a bracha. And the, it's really beautiful how he focuses on Ruvain. So Ruvain, who uh, really messed up, is, is, uh, he says, Ruvain Bechori Atta, you are my Bechor. You are my firstborn. You are the first child I ever had. Choicest. He's saying, and because of that, you really messed up. So listen to what the Orachim says. I'm going to read, continue where you left off. He says, there, at the criticism, you'll find the bracha, because, I see the avoda because in the future, meaning the time of Mashiach, it's actually the firstborns who are going to do the avoda, the, the sacrifices in the base of Mikdash. We'll get back in a second. Therefore, he says, since he called Ruvain a Bechor, and since he held him accountable because he's a Bechor, therefore in the future, he will continue to uh, have that, that title as the firstborn. And in time of Shiach, together with the Kohanim, Ruvain and the other firstborns will be able to serve in the Beis Hamikdash. So I think what the Orachim is saying is that that the the criticism of Ruvain is very harsh. The reason it's so harsh is because he was the Bechor, because he was the firstborn, he was the leader of his family, and the expectations were very high. But because the expectations are high, in the future he'll be able to meet those expectations. In the future, he'll be able to meet that potential. Had Yaakov just let it slide and say, you know what, Ruvain, you messed up, and you're no, therefore you're no longer going to be my Bukhar, and therefore I'm going to hold you to a lower standard. Right. Yaakov could have just given Ruvain a bracha and said, like, you should have a good life and everything should be well for you. Right. Me- meaning, like, 
you're nothing. Like I don't hold you to such a high standard. It's not you don't really have that much right. potential. Anyway, you should do a good job by by giving him this what appears like a curse. Sure, I'm not lowering the standards. I'm raising the standards. I expect a lot from you. Right. It reminds me of a math teacher I had in high school. I was a little rambunctious in high school, and he, no. used to, he yeah, yeah, believe it or not. And the uh, math teacher used to say, not just to me, but to the other students also, he says, yeah, I keep telling you to get back on track. I keep telling you to do the right thing. I keep telling you that you've messed up because I care about you. When I stop telling you to do the right thing, it's because I don't think you can do it anymore. It's because I've written you off. Yaakov still believes in Ruvain. He says, you better watch out over the next thousands of years to make sure you get back on track because at the time of Shiach, I want you to be a Kohen. I have, I have high hopes for you. It's like, you know, you have a, 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 a rookie who comes in. Like, who are the rookies? Like, I've never been a rookie in Major League Baseball. But I imagine who are the ones that they work the hardest. It's the ones that they spent the most money on. It's the ones that they see the most potential in because they say, we're invested in you. We right. want you to succeed. If you have, you know, the guy, the 24th guy on the roster, or like, you know, so he's, he's going back and forth between the minors and the majors. Right. They don't invest in it. He gets him. a couple at bats a week and whatever. Right. Is that good? A well, couple at bats a week? That means you're just pinch hitting. You're oh, no. The, the ones who they keep, yeah, you got to keep working and you better watch those videotapes again. And yeah, we're going to make sure that you get to the gym early in the morning because, right. because we care. Because we care and because we know that you have the potential. So, so what, what does this mean to you more broadly? So just to me, I think, I'm just like when I read the text, it sounds like a curse. It certainly looks like a curse. And you don't see it. It's hard to see that positive angle. And the Torah, looking back, is telling us, the narrator is telling us that Yaakov gave them a bracha. I assume, you can tell me if you agree with me, that Ruvain, when he received it from Yaakov, he knew that it was a bracha. He didn't think... Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, did Ruvain think it was a curse? And just like the narrator is telling you and I that like, oh, this is a bracha. Probably not. I assume Yaakov said it in a way. Right. And Ruvain heard it in a way. Right. It reminds me of Rabbi Kohn told me, right? Yitzchak Kohn, who I actually just ran into in the elevator on the way up here to record. So he told me that when he was a kid, so he had a Rebbe who, uh, who used to give him a potch sometimes. Not a hard one, just a little, a little potch. And obviously we don't do this anymore. But... He said, the story is a beautiful story. He said that when his Rebbe gave him a patch, he would say, thank you, Rebbe, for teaching me the right thing. So Ruvain, Ruvain's talking to Yaakov Avinu, the Vechir Shabavos, the greatest of the, of, the, of the forefathers of the Jewish people. And, and, and Yaakov said, this is what you need to improve on. I'm letting, it's like, here's, here's the secret to your success over the, ne- the rest of history before we reach Mashiach. This is what you have to work on. Right. So what I'm, what I'm thinking is how this speaks to me and how I may use this in a drasha is, I don't know, I can think you go one or two of two angles. One is to focus on how we critique. We're trying to tell someone they, they've done something wrong or we expect more from them. How do we do that in a way that will come across as a bracha, that they'll realize that we're not trying to push them down, we're trying to pull them up? Right. Right. Yaakov had to make that clear to Ruvain. Yeah, how was it that Yaakov was able to manage that relationship and try to show Ruvain that this is really my way of giving you a bracha? I'm trying to point out your flaws in order to show you how high a standard I hold you to and what I expect. And two, when we're the Ruvains in life and somebody puts us down, says something negative to us, criticizes us, how we're able to, I don't know. Accept. 
accept the critique. I mean, some, often you receive critique that it's important for you. You need that. Right. But it's hard. Often we let that just bounce off us. We get upset. So we ignore the person who's critiquing us because we don't want to hear it. But sometimes it's important to realize the other person is looking out for me. It's much you. We know from our experiences, rabbis, when they, at least when I started as so, a rabbinic right. teacher. Rabbis are lucky because there are plenty of people who yeah, are willing to offer they're critique. They're happy to. Right, they're happy to. Because they say, Rabbi, I know you want to grow from this. So when I started off as a rabbinic intern, I was less polished than you I am You were a now. superstar to me yeah. when you came in. I remember. Oh, thank you. But So that's what I was going to say. The people who just say, oh, you're a superstar. What a great dress. You did a great job. So it may feel good, but they're, they're not really holding me to such a high standard. They're not really expecting more from me. It's the people who are able to, you know, they come to you after the drusha, hopefully in an appropriate way, and say, you know, this was a good drusha, but... You should really think about it like this, or maybe put a little more work into doing this in your drasha. So, in the moment, sometimes it feels like, you know, why are you criticizing me? Just, you didn't have to say anything. Right. But really, those people are holding me to a higher standard. And now look at you. You are the gold standard of drushas in America. You have the podcast on drushas. That is unbelievable. Oh, thank you, Rabbi Ganak. <laughs> you know, I, I really love this, this shtickle. And I think that usually we, we develop everything into a drasha with the beginning, middle, end, and a story and application. I think that this image of Ruvain being criticized and chastised by Yaakov and the understanding of the Orachim, that that itself is the bracha holding to Eidon, I think that's a beautiful Dvar Torah that stands on its own. It's so rich. And I think that right now, we can just take that, make it into its own, um, it, it make it into its, its own capsule um, and and just offer that as Vartora. Like this is the kind of thing that if I had some a guest over at my table this and he said share Vartora, this is the Vartora that I want to hear. Right. This is beautiful. Right, Holman, I want you to if share. If you're eating at the Ganax this week, you know what he wants gonna, to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I want to hear this. Extra Kugel if you uh, if you share this. Okay. Should I give it a run? Yeah I think so. Okay. Okay, when I started out my career as a rabbi, I remember my, my first speeches, the first Divrei Torah I gave, the first drushas, the first shiurim, and people would come over to me afterwards, and there were two types of people. Some people would come over and say, great job, you really did amazing, and say whatever compliments they had to say. And other people, they may say some positive things too, but they would find something to criticize. And at the time I took it as a negative, they would say, you know, the, the way that you said this, you speak too fast, you need to do this differently. And initially, at the beginning of my career, I thought that was something that was very negative, that people have to find something negative to point out. But we actually see in this week's Parsha that there's another way to look at it, and there's another way to look at, at criticism. We read at the beginning of Shishi, when the Torah sums up Yaakov's conversation with his children at the end of the, his life, we're told, This is what Yaakov told them, and he blessed them. Each one received the, the blessing that was fitting for him. But Rashi points out, and it's an obvious question that the other com- commentaries deal with as well, that when you look back in Ravi, in our Parsha, it certainly doesn't look like a bracha. We're told, Yaakov's speaking to, to Ruvain, he references the sins that Ruvain's done, he references the sin that Ruvain did with Bila, he speaks to Shimon and Levi, he calls them violent, he says, Arura pam kiaz, accursed is their rage, for it is intense, and it certainly doesn't seem 
like a blessing here. If anything, it seems, as it explicitly says, it sounds like a curse. So Rashi's bothered by this, and I saw a really fascinating answer by the Orachayim. The Orachayim points out, he says that sometimes when you, it'd be easy to, for Yaakov to tell them, like, you guys are great, have a great life. But Yaakov was trying to show them, he was trying to show Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and all his children, that he held them to a high standard, that this wasn't the end, this was the beginning of Kal Yisrael, and he expects a lot from them. And by telling, pointing out their, their flaws and their mistakes, he's showing them that he sets the bar high for them, and he knows that they're able to meet that bar. And I think it's an important lesson for us in how we take in criticism, that if someone points something out to us, it shows that there's more for us to accomplish. It shows that this is someone who, hopefully, that the other person believes in us and expects a lot from us. And I think it's also important when we give critique, when we point out flaws in other people, that you know sometimes it's easier to just ignore it and not say anything to someone. But if you can find a way to channel your inner Yaakov Avinu and find a way to point out the negative things or whatever it is that some, someone needs to improve, if you're able to do that in a way that shows them and that they're able to realize that you believe in them, that you have expectations from them and hold the bar high for them, then you can really show them what a real bracha is and really help enrich their lives and make them better people. That was fantastic. I want to hear that at my Shabbos table, right, Holman? That was beautiful. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Rabbi Ganak. Have a great Shabbos, everybody. Remember to share this to our Torah and subscribe.